0: This is Revelations Radio News with Tim Kilkenny and Andrew Hoffman. Today is August Wednesday, August 3rd, 2011.
1: This is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network.
0: I'm casting to you from the seaside town of Edmonds, Washington, where I am one of your favorite thought criminals, and I am happy to be celebrating five years of this podcast with your other favorite thought criminal, Mr. Andrew Hoffman.
1: And from Hood River, Oregon, freshly back from a day and a half vacation to the Bonneville Hot Springs, I'm Andrew Hoffman.
0: Check this out, buddy. I got a present.
1: Five five years? I got a
0: present for you right now. It's it's Uh happening. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready the champagne bottles. All right. This is Revelations Radio News with Tim Kilkenny and Andrew Hoffman. Today is August, Wednesday, August 3rd, 2011.
1: What's going on? A lot going on in the news today. There is, yeah. We're going to go over quite a few different stories. Um, if people are, obviously, at this point, everyone's going to be new to the show. Uh, but if you're, if you're listening to this sometime in the future, Uh, The big story that's just kind of wrapping up is the whole debt ceiling fiasco.
0: There you go, man. (laughs) Tomorrow, big new. Tomorrow is three years to the day, Wednesday, August third.
1: Wow! Or five years to the
0: day. Excuse me.
1: And did uh, did you recover that file? Somehow. Well, see, that's what happened. Let me,
0: let me go ahead and uh, clue everybody in. I guess that's the first thing we should get to, is that the archives are all lost. And uh, I was quite upset about that. Uh, but when I said all the archives were lost, thank goodness I, a long time ago, or a couple years ago, decided to put all of our MP3s onto a totally separate uh, server than our uh, website So all of the MP3s are still intact. So we still have 100 and, gosh, how high did we get? I think uh, 177. We still have 177 podcast episodes, uh, you know, here in the archives and and available, you know, for the public. The only problem is the website is gone, totally. All those show notes, all that stuff is gone, and I have to rebuild it slowly from... The Web Archive website. So, uh, good point. To, to bring that up right away, I, I had almost like blocked it out of my mind. It was the major reason for our hiatus. For a while there, we didn't even have a feed we could put the show up on. Finally, I did get episode 177 out. Which was titled No Good Clippers, even though by the time I got it out, I think the Portland Trailblazers (laughs) had been eliminated from playoff contention.
1: But they did beat the Clippers. They did beat the Clippers,
0: (laughs) and uh, they took the uh, Golden State Warriors to Game 5 or so. So, anyway, that was kind of what went down there. Uh, The guy who was a very nice man, he was hosting our websites. Um, He was very uh, generous with his time and his money. Uh, However, he was next to impossible to get a hold of, um, and he fell on some tough health issues. I was unable to get a hold of him for many different things, which became kind of frustrating. And then one day, uh, somehow or another, he didn't pay his bills, Uh, still not really sure how it all went down. I had tried to send him money, which did not work. And uh, anyway, long story short, I guess it's too late for that, he got all of our entire website deleted, so all of the data i've had to rebuild from scratch the wordpress site that's up now is a is a shell of its former self all of those wonderful archives are are gone so if anybody out there knows of uh, somebody that could help me rebuild the website from basically webarchive.org what a great website that is i went and uh, our site had been archived you know several different times i think the the most recent one was uh, just in march of 2016 Um, and all of our stuff is still, you know, listed there. I mean, that, that, that website still works. So I'd like to, if anybody can help me just, you know, go through. And even if I just had to just, just imagine that each post only took a minute to redo. That's 177 minutes. And the truth is they're going to take more like 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes and 177 of them. That's just like, I don't have that kind of time, man. So, um, so, yeah, I would love to hear from everybody about that. That is the reason for the hiatus. We are not done with our show. Uh, we are still here and uh, back for our fifth anniversary. Um, any still further thoughts here on that whether one? you
1: like it or not?
0: That's still here, whether you like it or not. I figured <laughs> I had a kind of a rough outline for this show in um, In the first part, I feel like we should just talk about each other talk about what 's going on with us because uh, it 's been a long time we 've been out of uh commission here so what what 's new in the Hoffman household
1: um i nothing especially new, but um, recently started my third year at the company I work for wow, and got uh more vacation days than i thought i was gonna get that's great so that that was a happy thing and uh, like i said in the intro we uh, uh, my wife and i went to bonneville hot springs for a day so that was that was quite nice
0: that sounds like it that's that's awesome
1: and it and i got in some golf as well so
0: good for you I also recently returned from vacation. It was uh, actually a week long. We went to Hawaii. So that was... Oh. fun. And we... Oh, wow,
1: someone's... It sounded like someone was singing outside.
0: It sounded like someone was singing outside at your house. That's true. So,
1: yeah. You want me to go shut the window?
0: Oh, no, no, you're fine. There's a little background noise. Uh, my things that are going on around here uh, as a matter of fact i can just talk about that now in case there's more background noise on my end the desk in the former revelations radio news studio has been dismantled to uh, make room for our newest addition to the kilkenny family I don't, I don't know if i ever announced it on the podcast but my wife is expecting a boy at the end of october so uh it's cleared all that out and i'm sitting here at the kitchen table in the middle of the house so there may be a little more noise on my end too no need to uh to close the window so yeah it's been kind of been kind of crazy just getting every getting ready for that and yeah we took a took a quick vacation this last week uh, I guess my wife referred to it as a baby moon. It's like your last your your last vacation right. yep. without, without children. So uh, <laughs> we did that, and uh, we're back and uh, just uh, getting ready for fall and, and get ready for the newest addition to our family. So,
1: yep. Just prepare to be poor and get no sleep. But other than that, it's awesome. <laughs> other than being poor and getting no sleep, it's good
0: gosh, that first one does scare me. The second one too. Second one too. (laughs) So, well, cool. Yeah, that's, that's about it. I mean, other than that, I guess I don't have too much to report. It's been, uh, just been working and, and, uh, yeah, took a trip. Baby's on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Things have been, things have been, have been good, I guess. Uh, Golden State did not win. I mean, the last thing we are talking about was the playoffs and the basketball, yeah. and yeah. they did not win the finals. So I think that was... Uh, so they merged with Kevin Durant. So they merged with Kevin Durant, which is an interesting way to go for <laughs> sure.
1: So... And, uh mediocre NBA players everywhere who happen to be free agents.
0: <laughs> Tell me that's not a bubble. Came to, uh, came to Portland... Or no, just, just the, no,
1: I'm saying in general, uh, the salaries that were handed out. Oh, I know. just ridiculous.
0: When Timothy Mozgov <laughs> can pull the amount of money he pulled, it's something something crazy going on.
1: I think those NBA uh, owners have access to the, the Fed. Uh, no interest. Hmm. Uh, no interest loans there. Yeah. Well, uh... <laughs>
0: Hassan Whiteside went from a, a rookie minimum to a max contract deal. So, I mean, that's just, that's insane. And he's a good player. I mean, he is really good, but I don't know if he's that good. That was, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan, but geez, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a huge pay jump. So, yes. anyway, off of the basketball news, the good it's news. It's almost football season. It's almost football season for goodness sake. <laughs> But that's the real good news. The other good news is, while we were on hiatus, our quick summer hiatus and whatnot, um, nothing really happened in the news. And so, there's <laughs> really, everybody just kind of took a break. They figured, hey, that Tim and Andrea—they're not doing podcasts now. Let's let's give them some downtime. Nothing to talk about. Uh, we'll uh, wait till they start back up before we. Launch any false flags, coups, (laughs) terrorist attack, crazy elections, psyops, thrown elections, thrown Democratic National Conventions. I mean, just, I mean, there was like nothing happening. It was a crazy couple of months there where, like, the only thing that happened was, like, I heard LeBron won the championship. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all I heard about. Oh, man.
1: So, (laughs) okay, so. My original thesis, well, my, originally I said Bush versus Clinton. Yes. Which I still think that was the, the plan. It just didn't, didn't work. Right, right. Um, you know, Jeb Bush, Americans, we've, we've proven ourselves to be not that smart, but we're not Jeb Bush dumb. So that's, (laughs) that's a good thing. Great news. Um, and then then you know my my other hypothesis was uh Trump trying to win the Republican nomination and then throw it for Hillary. Which is still uh in play. Yeah. I I tend to think he's this close and the um allure of the presidential powers is too much. Like he's actually, I think he's in it to win it at this point. He's
0: gone rogue. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. (laughs) I mean, this is the these are the crucial questions that the people want to (laughs) know. Have you been posting on Facebook?
1: (laughs) I did. I, uh, a one word post a while back Mm -hmm. said Brexit. Just that one word was enough to catch some abuse. I did have an exclamation point after it. <laughs> so, but that's it. Just Brexit. I'm like, oh, xenophobe. <laughs> I forgot
0: about the Brexit. Good thing they... Waited for us to come back before they did that, too. That was yeah. all the things I didn't list in my thing. I got I to gotta say, I... Uh, Which,
1: uh, remember how the Brexit was crashing the world economy? And yeah, done. Yeah, it's, they just ruined it. Stock market crashed. They're so dumb. Oh, wait. Back to all-time highs. So, yeah. wow. just amazing. I got to tell you, I
0: felt, I don't want to say like a responsibility, but like a need to come back to just be like... To do, you know, come back as far as the podcast and just like tell people. I mean, not that I think our listeners are like panicking or you know stressed out about any of this stuff, anyway. But just to be like, please don't stress out about this stuff. Focus on your own life. And this is this is all just because it. it is. I I've only been alive, you know, a mere thirty-five years. I guess I've never seen anything like this. I don't think. I honestly don't think the rest of the world has seen anything like the level of propaganda and mind control they can do that they can be exercised on people um by the uh media and how uh absolutely ubiquitous it is like i don't think i've I've never seen anything like this it's a it's got people just into a into a, a frenzy like a fury like a uh just a panic People are constantly. Did you hear? <laughs> yeah, 80 they, people got run over in Nice. Did you hear? There was a shooting in Florida. Did you hear? There's a shooting in in uh, Munich. Did you hear? It's just like, and, these, and people, people are just are, so sad and scared and turning. It's like, yeah, killing anyway.
1: And they're, oh, well, you know, terror attacks and everything else aside, they're even more scared of Donald Trump.
0: Oh gosh, aren't they? Holy <laughs> smokes! It's it's hilarious, and and I I've never seen anything like this. The way that the media is—I mean, they are. <laughs> it's like it's like Fox News is covering them because they have to.
1: <laughs> at this point. Well, and you, so you had Roger Ailes cleared out of there. So yeah. Fox News, um, and I'm not—I don't—I don't watch much of it, but it seems like. Uh, you know, there's still some, th- they were never like all in for Trump. No, it was. In fact, it was, uh, Megan Kelly had, had beef. Of, yeah. So Hannity, and we, we talked about this, uh, Hannity was kind of, uh, he was amenable to Trump and he's kind of remained that way. Um, But for the most part, as a network, they're fairly anti-Trump. And he, um, you know, I mean, in comparison with the other cable networks. But, yeah, the the all-out, like, both sides of the aisle, traditional conservative media, like National Review, and then, of course, uh, you know, the Clinton News Network and all the rest of it. Um, just going after him constantly, and he 's still i actually at this point
2: i sent you a bunch of alarming email sorry i I think Trump
1: in a landslide is that what you 're thinking yeah yeah landslide
0: uh, yeah i I honestly feel the same way i mean it 's although everybody all of these uh, people. These left-leaning people up in this area—just all I hear about is how terrible they are. Um, and I and I've kept an eye on the Republican National Convention, then the Democratic one, and I, you know, the the news is on at work, so I do get a chance to see, you know, a little bit of of what's going on and try to keep, you know, listen. I, of course, listen, to No Agenda podcast and James Corbett, and uh, you know, take everything with a grain of salt that I can as far as the. Mainstream media, but there's a couple of things that are of note. I think you're, I think you're on something with Trump in the landslide because it does feel like the media is trying as hard as they can to yeah, convince I mean, us to stop to not do since it.
1: When does CNN host town halls for libertarian candidates? It's insane. Never. in it's it, the, the weirdest thing to me. Well, uh, I shouldn't say never. Someone will probably dig it up. But yeah. Anyway, I, but it's like, uh, constant promos for it, like on their uh, any video for CNN online, I'll have a promo for the, the Libertarian Town Hall. And, uh, I read a
0: Washington Post article. I believe it was Washington Post. It was, a, it was at least that mainstream. I don't know if it was that revered classically. Um, but it was saying that Gary Johnson could actually make the race interesting at this point and like goes on to tout how interesting Gary Johnson is. And what his beliefs and are, Gary and how Gary in- Johnson
1: is the worst candidate I've. He's worse than Hillary or, or Trump as I, a political candidate. I agree. The guy was smoking weed at his yep. at the Libertarian convention. Yep. he's up there like, oh, Trump's a you know derogatory name for female anatomy. I've climbed all the highest mountains on all seven con- continents. I mean, that's like his. Yep, his campaign platform.
0: Because I have climbed Everest, I've heard him say that. Uh, Samantha B <laughs> interviewed him, and it was a really, it's a really funny interview. It Seems like he has a penchant for comedy, but he also seems to be kind of a joke.
1: But the one thing, and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but he is, uh, he seems to be trying to draw, uh, like from the Bernie crowd too yes which is is ironic because if you understand anything about libertarianism and socialism they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum so if you're into a socialist you really shouldn't be into a libertarian and vice versa but first of all gary johnson is not a libertarian right uh philosophically and and uh bernie fans didn't know you know I I don't necessarily think they were all in it for socialism. I think they're, hey, it is a rigged system and what have you. But Trump's the one who's echoing those sentiments. Gary Johnson's like, oh, no, come on. They're acting like children. Everything's great. Uh, I'll be nice and they'll let me into the debates. Sure,
0: sure. sure. And another thing I was going to say about the the, uh, just, I mean, there's so so much stuff to talk about. But I really think Bernie got hosed. I'm not a Bernie supporter. But from what I see here, this is like liberal stomping grounds. This this he, is the progressive center of the West Coast. And I'm telling you, everybody was all in for Bernie. There was no. Bernie stickers. There was sti- I mean, he, Bernie he stuff won. on the
1: street. He won Oregon and Washington. But the mar- if <laughs> it was still rigged to have it be like fairly close margins. Because he had to have been above 80%. He had to be. I don't know a
0: single liberal progressive person that I would and, identify as, like, you know, s- sandals and socks wearing Seattle-like norm-like stereotype person who would say, yeah, I'm going for Hillary. I don't know one, man. And I
1: live is. here. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I, was, I see liberal stickers. Yes. Everywhere, Yes. Like, you know, two-thirds of the cars.
0: Yep, and they're burning. I see,
1: I see Obama 08. Yep. And Bernie. Yep. I do not see any Hillary
0: stickers. I, same. Same here. Same here. I've seen maybe a couple Hillary stickers, but way more Bernie stuff. My wife, I, she hadn't seen this yet, and I don't know if anybody else will find it as funny as she did, but we were uh, just uh, driving, and it was a traffic jam, and she glances over and oh, just... Friday. Oh, my gosh. Very sorry about this
2: anime.
0: anyway she glances over and just starts cracking up um and i said what she goes look at this bumper sticker and it was the uh giant meteor 2016 oh yeah. just hurry up and end it all <laughs> which i yeah. had seen but she saw it. it just and that struck a chord with her and that's kind of where we are at this point now she, <laughs> she we don't talk my wife and i too much about this sort of stuff she knows my feelings um i know kind of hers and she's you know, slowly over the years, I've influenced her a little bit, but we don't talk about this sort of stuff, and that—that's kind of where she is, and so that is—that is not a good barometer <laughs> for the way things are going.
1: Well, right Giant now. Meteor pulled at like fifteen percent or something like that <laughs> on an internet like, poll. That's perfect. Yeah, it was like Trump, <laughs> Hillary, or Giant Meteor. So that's where those bumper stickers came from.
0: Another thing, I have a, uh, I have a, I've plugged but, this humble. Well, Go ahead. Sorry, I was just say just on that on that thought. I've plugged. and We're gonna get back to that, but I just wanted to cover this too. I've plugged humble beast before, the Christian record label that gives away music for free out of Portland, uh, and they have uh, you know the rapper propaganda who's done a lot of spoken word and stuff. Uh, they have a, a a merchandise shop, and in their merch shop, propaganda actually came out with a shirt that had the Democrat uh, blank square uh republican blank square and then awake at the bottom with a huge check mark so it's like neither democrat nor republican instead just check awake and so he's a christian outfit he made this shirt he put it out his you know and uh every time he put it out it would sell out in like two or three hours like that is how <laughs> in demand the shirt was um so i finally got one and uh you know i ordered it got it you know proudly wore it and i thought i would get some funny looks Everyone loves the shirt. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: People are just like, at this point in American history, people are just, they're done. They don't care. Like, oh, I love the shirt, man. That's awesome. I can't believe this. this. This is terrible. I love the shirt. You know, one guy that was a little bit off, he was uh, in Hawaii. He's like, oh gosh, you guys, that means you guys are Bernie supporters, right? You guys with the burn, feeling the burn? <laughs> I'm just, I was just like, nah, not really, man. And he was so disappointed. <laughs> so, he was like, well, I'm from Vermont, and that's where Bernie's from, or wherever. Is it New Hampshire or Vermont? I don't hey, even know.
1: I, I've seen Burned Out starting to be used. Have uh, you? We yeah. we still own
0: burnedout.com. It's still, it should still forward to our website, so... We'll uh, we'll keep using that. So anyway, uh, back to that. Well, I okay. think he I, got. But sc-
1: I, I did have. W- I did have one more thing before yeah. we move too far on from it. On the well, California primary. And hold
0: on, I want to. I want to address in case there's any. Oh background. come on! I'm a, I know, I know, but I have to address something in case there's any background noise. My wife just came in the door with ice cream sandwiches because apparently it's National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. So wow! Everybody have an ice cream sandwich. Anyway, the California primary.
1: So the California primary. And I was actually, I don't know why, but I was watching cable news the night before. Sure. And they ran the completely bogus story of uh, Hillary has just clinched the election. Hillary has just clinched the right. election. Right. And which was, it was based on some bogus uh, informal poll of superdelegates.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. And it, the, yeah, go ahead.
1: And, or or just made up out of poll cloth there's no evidence it, it wasn't but supposedly it was it was based on a poll of super delegates but the way it was reported was oh Hillary's clinched uh don't even bother voting C- Californians and um, if you're like oh man do I take time off work to go vote or do I uh i I love Bernie but Hillary's already won I won't even show up so the, but even still I still think Bernie won in a landslide in California. there's no way no way Hillary won California
0: no but at this at the same time just like you said everybody didn't go out to vote because they basically just perpetuated this myth that that that, that it was already over and it's it was over
1: and it was inc- even though no there was no primary that day that had happened nothing just the night before oh Hillary won. So. and
0: and it was universal it was conclusive <laughs> everyone was saying it
1: yeah and it all based on it and it I knew it was a bogus story then like right. oh I'm like that is that is a Hillary Clinton dirty trick but I don't have a podcast to talk about it on
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the leaked emails come out and they the the uh the uh, media still doesn't talk about it Bernie totally got hosed. I'm not a Bernie supporter, but he got hosed. He was not he was not the candidate. No.
1: No. Bernie was the stooge who they're like, okay, who can Hillary beat? Well, she's really terrible, but she can beat the guy who's he's like not even a real Democrat. He's kind of a, a socialist who's an independent. He's a crackpot, way out of the mainstream. Yeah, let's run against him. And, and then and
0: she still couldn't beat him. <laughs> and she still
1: couldn't beat him. I really don't think she did. Uh,
0: but it doesn't matter because the Diebold voting machines in the end are going to...
1: And the Democratic National Committee.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. And the Democratic National Committee. I mean, in the end, they're going to elect whoever they're going to elect. But I mean... Democratic National Committee well, totally just just screwed him over, and then what's, he What's didn't... the
1: ratio of super delegates to pledged delegates? I don't for know. Democrats, I think it's like one third. So you would have to, if you're not the establishment choice uh, in the Democratic Party, you would have to basically get seventy percent every other
0: every other vote, yeah. every single of, one.
1: of the pledged delegates, if. It, as in this case, everyone was in the tank for Hillary.
0: Right. I
1: mean, that's how they got those positions. So I mean, Debbie was- Wasserman Schultz worked for Hillary, um, and then <laughs> uh, you know who was the head of the DNC back when Hillary lost? No. Tim Kaine. <laughs> or, or shortly thereafter. Wow. So. Uh, Tim Kaine stepped down but not only did he step down he stepped down and said Debbie Wasserman Schultz is the perfect person to replace me. Now Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, doesn't have the ability to manage an Arby's (laughs) much less a national political party Uh, but she so what was the deal that was made now we know Hillary Clinton said Tim Kane, I like you. You're really boring You're not going to show me up like that, like that uh, Warren character You'll be my <laughs> vice president You let Debbie Wasserman Schultz run the DNC <laughs>
0: As John Oliver put it, Tim Kane, like a gym sock pulled all the way up <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got a clip as a matter of fact, just on this exact topic I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's tried to play itself several times already.
1: Okay.
2: It did that easily because as as any news person... I've built up a bit of armadillo skin when it comes to reacting to 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 news stories and outrages, but I I caught that the Reuters rolling poll, which had at least been the most accurate in the Republican primary, had Hillary Clinton up 15 points two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden Donald Trump catches all the way up to plus two, and boom, Reuters announces they're going to be switching their polling system, and I said this has to be a joke, this has to be rigged or something, but you're the expert. Talk to us about what Reuters' motivation is and and before and after.
3: Well, let me just say, uh, and I uh, was interviewed for Breitbart and people can, I think, go to it and find it.
2: Yeah, there's a huge Uh, story on the front page, Uh, Pat's beautiful, uh, beautiful face. Let let, let me say
3: this. They not only changed their formula to put Hillary ahead, they went back and changed the results for, for a week of results where Trump was ahead, and then they turned those into Hillary Leeds. They also erased all the former polling uh, off the site. This is, they didn't tweak their procedure, they cooked it. Never in my life have I seen a news organization and a supposedly reputable poll do something so dishonest. What they have done is they decided that people who said, oh, oh I'm never for someone... Oh, oh, those must be Hillary votes. Oh, they used to be Trump voters. So they went back in a four way, three way race, you know, with Johnson and Stein, which is one point, even with their rigging. They also had a poll result, not five, but three. They have made a switch as much as nine points in their results from the, from the beginning of last week, the 26th, 25th and 26th. It is beyond doubt. The most outrageous thing. And tonight on my, on political insiders on Fox, I called for the American uh, uh, Association of Public Opinion, which is, quote, supposed to monitor our, our, uh, uh, this industry, uh, and has only ever, uh, censored one person to get into this. It is outrageous what has been done. And this is what the media is willing to do to try to elect her. You must go to the real issue, though, Alex, which is this poll is nothing but a part of a media offensive in the 45 years since I was a child in presidential, top-level presidential campaigns. At the top level, I have never seen the media on such a jihad and so involved in hiding facts and not following up. And this is a crisis of the democracy, what the press is now doing. What George Stephanopoulos did today in comparison Just to give you one example with what happened on Fox today when Hillary was interviewed, when Ms. Clinton was interviewed by um, Chris Wallace, who did a great job, covered a lot of subjects, made big news, by the way, if anyone will pay attention. And I hope this will get your attention at Breitbart. When she said, when he asked her about the emails and said, uh, and she said, um, oh, by the way, I was truthful and consistent. Comey said I was consistent and truthful and consistent. I mean, that is language from another planet. This woman, to make that assertion after all the proven lies, should be a big story, but it will not be. And I will tell you when you look at Stephanopoulos, what Wallace what didn't do is he didn't have her on. He taped her yesterday. But he didn't put on people to attack her afterwards. He did. He respected the idea that she would be the lead person. Um, by the way, Mr. Stephanopoulos, a former Democratic operative, a Clinton contributor, and an absolute fraud as a news person. I mean, <laughs> it is unbelievable what he did. He interviewed Trump, and, and basically then had the Khan family, the Muslim uh, mother and father, one of the soldier who was killed, and General Allen to attack Trump after the interview, showed them the interview and let them attack it and work on it, and then loaded a panel with people who were so negative. It is a bias. You saw it in the convention, and I need to say this. There's a pall that hangs over that Democratic convention, and that pall was corruption. Not once, not once was there a mention of the Clinton Foundation by Hillary or Bill or anybody and how good, great work they do. Because they dare not even raise it. And nobody said anything. The press, which has universally assaulted Trump, who got a big boost out of his his speech and won the speech, by the way, of best speeches, uh, uh, beats her. And the press praises her and they're laying down. And this is Reagan-esque. This is about as Reagan-esque as John Kerry in 2004. Going up to the podium after all the admirals and generals surrounding him and say, I'm reporting for duty. I mean, that went over like a lead balloon. The Democrats, my party never learns that you cannot just hoodwink the people, but the press believes that they can. And my perfect last point on this is if the Patty Smith, the mother of Sean Smith who was killed, who gave a very emotional speech at the, at the Republican convention, noticed She wasn't interviewed by any of the Sunday shows. She wasn't put on any of the networks. And she wasn't on the front page of the New York Times. And that was about her son being killed because Hillary Clinton had directly lied about it. The the Trump campaign and your listeners and this election is of understand this democracy is under assault by a press. I in 45 years have never seen so biased and so on a jihad? against one candidate.
2: Yeah, I I couldn't uh, agree more. When I saw the Reuters change, Pat, and uh, again Pat is my guest. This is Alex Marlowe on Breitbart News Sunday. When I saw the Reuters drastically alter their polling uh, in order to cook the situation for Hillary Clinton, I weave it a theme on the front page of Breitbart News that the fix is in and we've been highlighting things that are suggesting that the media and the Democratic Party and uh, so much of the political establishment in Washington is trying to get Hillary Clinton elected by any means necessary, and we do mean any means. It actually crossed my mind that they might not let donald trump actually take the oath of office and i'm not trying to get uh my my tim foil hat on but it is so it's actually frightening to me pat what we're yep. seeing in terms of because they're doing it in plain sight and all all the while they're projecting trump as the fascist they're calling him the fascist yet they can't even have a free and fair election and bernie sanders just rolled over uh oh, like, he just
3: took a dive as i said last several i mean took a dive deserted his movement, and made himself out to be. Can you imagine, Andrew, and I said this on during the convention on television this week, could you imagine if he on Monday had said, I told you this system was rigged, Deborah Wasserman showed the DNC, it's all there, the facts. Remember, the press treated it. Just like they did with the fucking... Oh, pardon, I just used a bad word. I hope uh,
2: you know, that. it's a family program, but luckily there aren't but technically any rules against the it. So, so we the will soldier video. on, Pat. Vid- it
3: was the video, you know, it was the video. No, no, just like that distraction. You couldn't come to Camp oh, it's about to hack No, it was what was in those emails. And the point is that they... Um, uh, and Bernie Sanders could have gone out to his people. Let me just give you this scenario. If he had gone out and said to people, his supporters and delegates, I'm withdrawing my, my, my uh, endorsement of Hillary Clinton for now. I'm asking every delegate at this convention out of both their conscience. He would have blown the convention up. He'd have blown politics in the country up. And there would have been 50,000 Sanders people surrounding that arena. But that is one sold-out man, by the way. And at 74,
1: you would think you didn't have to do that. I found that to be rather enlightening. What? You're saying polls aren't, <laughs> aren't honest, uh, just measurements of public opinion?
0: Uh, okay, and okay. In, in a follow-up to that. I mean, we're doing recency bias. We've been gone for two months at least, and uh, we're only talking about the last couple of weeks. But this last week... I was just, I went for a run in celebration of our five-year anniversary. I ran five miles, well, four, 4.79 or something. But yes. anyway, um, I was running and I was thinking about this. Did you see any of, any of the Democratic National Convention at all? Uh, a little bit. It was 2004 Bush-esque, like Republican National Convention 2004-like.
1: Because they got hammered for not saying ISIS. Mm Mhm. On the first day, and and then they just like went like, "We're the war party." Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm serious. If I was to bring someone down and say, "Okay, which party here? Which which one of these two, you know, groups of people is the anti-war party, and which one is the one that's like the fascist, like, let's go to war at any cost and take out our enemies because that's what we're, we're the right thing to do, and we're America. Woo, America." The alien or the person who doesn't understand—if I was to explain that to them—they would pick the Democratic National. I mean, that's all they talked about. They just taught—that's all they talked about—is—is is how they're going to, you know, continue the war and Obama's great, and it just—it was just strange. And then patriotic—I've never seen the Democratic well, Party so patriotic.
1: Said, America is already great.
0: Yeah, it's already great, and so <laughs> I- I've never seen them so patriotic. It was just—it was baffling. It was. It's just like, what
1: the, what is happening? <laughs> and they're just... Well, it's 1984. It's, it's, um, if they can get you to say, we're never, we've never been at war with East Asia one day, and we've always been at war with East Asia the next day, then they've won. I mean, that's, that's total victory for propaganda. And that's, what? You were never against war? democrat yeah no you're only against republican wars democrat wars are awesome it, it's so and i don't like trump
0: i think i think that um one of the most the biggest criticism of, of him is actually fairly valid he hasn't really said anything yet I mean, but on the same point neither has hillary There's really been no, there's been no like campaign talks about what they're going to do other than like, we'll make America safe again. You know, just like it just, there's no actual, this is, this is how I'll do it. Anything like that.
1: Hey, he said he's going to build the wall, man. do you remember Ross Perot?
0: (laughs) Yes. Ross Perot runs right now. If you just transport that person in time to the independent party, he wins this election in by far. They would be like, eh? Let's just look at this guy. <laughs> he can't right. be any worse than these two. Yeah. So I asked my wife just a little bit, just hey, what is a good beat on what's going on with your friends and family? Just I know you don't want to talk about it too much, but what's a an overall feeling that you have? She said, "There's a feeling that Hillary's not quite as bad as Trump, but it's close." <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 so. <laughs> And you know, I live like I said, you know, you know, take into account where I live and, and whatnot, but uh Yeah. It's I it's amazing. I mean I've never seen anything like it. On the other hand, uh I, uh if we go look across well, look across the pond, it doesn't seem like Europe is gonna have a nine eleven style terrorist attack. They're just like in the middle of like Operation Gladio on steroids. Right. They they're just gonna have a lot of little ones, and that's how they're gonna clamp down on the public instead of a 9-11 style event. It just it just doesn't stop. Um and those poor people don't have any guns.
1: Yeah, no guns and no borders and just an, a, an oh, enormous influx right. of people. Just just some uh <laughs> Just some political correctness to keep you safe.
0: Just political correctness <laughs> as enormous influx of people comes and,
1: in, and the it's a weird combination because I know it seems like crazy stuff has been happening every day, right? But right, but I, I know you where you're could, going. You, you could live. Okay, so where's the worst spot you could live in the world for terrorism? Uh, Damascus, <laughs> Northern Iraq. Well, I, Syria, you have an like, actual war going on. Sure, sure. Okay, so that doesn't count. Worst spot you can live for terrorism. Just, you know, it's, it's not a war zone, but... Yeah, terror- prob- probably Europe. Yeah, I mean, I would... France has had a lot of attacks. Germany. That, but still, your odds of actually being killed in a terror attack are minuscule.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Still, even, I mean, worst scenario, um, worst location possible. So, there's been the propaganda for years and years and years. They could, you know, terrorists are going to get you, give up your rights. We've got to do this to stop the terrorists. Um, But now it's kind of like, well, yeah, there's going to be terror attacks all the time, but we... You just have to learn to live with it, and uh, no, we still can't do anything about immigration.
0: Yeah, Merkel's just stiff upper lip. I'm not going to change. There's no, we're not changing immigration. It's just This is the way it's going to be now, and uh, it's weird, man. If you think back to 2007 and then you fast forward to right now, these last nine years have been quite interesting. A lot of manu- a lot of uh, so I'm in the car business. A lot of car manufacturers are now manufacturing cars in the United States mm-hmm. because it's the third world is everywhere now. <laughs> you can do, you can get the cheap labor here. Whereas before, you know, even into the, you know, it happened a lot sooner than the last seven years. But now a lot of the manufacturing jobs are coming back to the U.S. because the U.S. is so strapped for jobs that people actually do it for the same price. I mean, it's. It's weird. There's been this like very gradual leveling of the playing field, as far as making sure that no middle class can really rise up and build right. up any wealth. I was going to say
1: it's it's leveling the playing field down.
0: Yeah, leveling it down, <laughs> like leveling it down, so that there no middle class can be built up anywhere. And you know, the uh, the arrogant. Europeans as they're seen often in media, you know, looking down their noses at the Americans with their hamburgers and their pickup trucks and their guns. <laughs> now it's, you know, how's it going over there with all that politically correctness to, to sleep with? It doesn't look like it's going very well, you know, and I think it, I'm not saying that they need to, you know, to kick all the refugees out. I'm just saying that, you know, this concoction that you've created over there, this this. uh you know, utopia of politically correct values seems to be falling apart from the outside looking in and has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the uh, uh, Britain finally woke up and left. <laughs> right. You know, nothing well, to do with that. England, they, I should say.
1: They voted to leave and the government may someday soon initiate the process, which... Will take two years or longer if they decide it will right yeah
0: yeah but they're but they're idiots for doing it and we're idiots for having guns and trump's an idiot because he's he's just the,
1: a, only, the only reason people voted would vote for brexit are because they're racist racist xenophobes racist
0: xenophobes and
1: and same thing for donald trump so you either have to come to the conclusion that over fifty percent of Britain is racist, <laughs> and when when Trump wins, but like fifty five, it's going to be like fifty percent Trump, uh, forty percent Hillary, and then ten percent of you know third party or others.
0: Well, it's it's like Will Smith recently said, there's a xenophobe wave sweeping the world.
1: And I guess we've kind of missed, um, how we didn't put any stories in about it, but the Black Lives Matter thing.
0: Yeah, we didn't talk about Black Lives Matter. Oh, which, yeah, uh, we missed all the, the uh, police shootings and then sh- people shooting police. Good night.
1: And uh, I'll tell you what, though. Once people started shooting police, Mm -hmm. a lot of um, people that were all into Black Lives Matter and let's go protest the DNC mm, decided not to show up. Yeah. So, which I I think... um, And uh, Richard Sherman, of all people, taking, taking abuse on ESPN for saying All Lives Matter... (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. God, I love that guy. I got I picked the right jersey to purchase. Yeah,
1: so he uh You mean it you mean the
0: minority from Compton, California?
1: From Compton, California, also a Stanford graduate. Um uh, Yes, he said All Lives Matter and uh I watched this the show Highly Questionable. Right. They had the gall to say, "Sounds like he hasn't been paying attention to this at all." because he said he all grew
0: time. up in Compton. It said his dad is a trash he, collector. He doesn't
1: know that all lives matter is code for black lives don't matter.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, and ESPN. Talk about a symptom of the rest of the media, or a a, a canary in the coal mine.
1: Right. They, that, they, that, were, that they a were doing Town rule. halls with Obama.
0: That is a cesspool of sporting sports news.
1: ESPN, uh, they had the um, his and hers hosts right. with Obama doing a the town hall. Yeah. So and Obama, I mean, give him credit, uh, has taken the sports propaganda uh, to the medium level. to yeah. a the next level yeah i uh, filling out his
0: bracket filling out the bracket every year and hey there's the president shooting hoops and you know now it's funny everybody's so panicked about what's coming they're like man i wish we could have four more years we'll never <laughs> have a president this cool again it's like can, can you believe these two these two luddites are going to come in they don't even know how to use twitter it was yeah. so cool having a the president <laughs> of the united states on twitter oh, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Rose-colored glasses, man. Rose-colored glasses. Yeah,
1: it's like Obama's winning the election. That's the only... (laughs) That's the takeaway right now. Oh. Forget about that whole... uh, uh, Obamacare...
0: Yeah, that uh, whole fiasco.
1: Yeah, just... uh, Man, that guy was so cool. And the First Lady, I mean... Oh, the... the post I saw on Facebook about Michelle Obama's speech
0: I sold a car to a police officer with a shirt that said just say no to Monica's boyfriend's wife
1: (laughs) yes that's been
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is is an interesting time in American history and politics also an interesting time in Turkish politics which we also didn't talk about but Uh, Crazy Coup over there. Um,
1: Oh, you do have a story. Okay.
0: I mean, I have a story on that one, sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to go ahead and read that for us? Sure. We actually read stories Uh, on this, so we're we're to the story reading part now. (laughs) It's like an hour into it. We're like, okay, we'll we'll look at some stories now.
1: We have covered some of the stories.
0: We've covered a lot, and we've basically given our thoughts. I feel like they were, even if people weren't... Clamoring to hear our opinions, I think that we were uh, aching to uh, let them out.
1: Yes, <laughs> so there is a cathartic element.
0: And I did get some tweets: "Hey, is the show over?" And uh, even the, the the Babe Ruth of podcasting wanted to know. And I told him the, the hiatus will end in August. So,
1: yeah. Uh, so the story is: thousands of Turkish forces surround NATO's in in Cirlik, which I'm probably saying wrong airbase for inspection amid rumors of coup attempt. Uh, Hurriyet reported earlier that Adana police had been tipped off about a new coup attempt and forces were immediately alerted. The entrance to the base was closed off. Security forces armed with rifles and armored TOMA vehicles used by Turkish riot police could be seen at the site in photos taken by witnesses. Now let's see. Turkey's Minister for EU Affairs downplayed the event in a Twitter post, saying a security inspection was carried out. Oh, just like, uh, you just need 7,000 troops to perform a uh, security inspection. There it is. Yeah. We did the security check. There's nothing wrong, he tweeted from Adana. Some supporters of Turkish President Recep uh, Erdogan have... Reportedly, flocked to the cordon surrounding the base. The scene, however, did not appear as massive and intense as the recent Adana protests demanded for the base to be shut down.
0: Well, so um, basically, basically, it's, I think the security inspection was—they went to, went in to see if there was any uh, American uh, NGOs present. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your, what are your thoughts? Oh man. Yeah, I know. it's it's real hard and it's a moving story, moving target at this point. Yeah,
1: because Erdogan's a nutcase. Yes, he is. Uh, hey I'll shut down the internet. Hey, I'll make myself king. Um and then he's <laughs> you've got the uh charter school magnate um in the US pushing his deal. I don't know, but I will say this. Uh it's a big new Brzezinski in uh in his book, you know, The Grand Chessboard. Turkey is like of utmost important geopolitical importance.
0: That's absolutely true. Yep. So it's the crossroads.
1: You're just seeing, (laughs) I don't necessarily think there are any good guys involved, um, other than kind of innocent bystanders. But as far as the power struggle goes, it's, it's a mess and it's going to be a mess for a long time. Probably. Absolutely. Well, we're getting and, and it's a. Uh, doesn't Turkey have nuclear weapons? Yes. Well, uh, they're ours, aren't they? Yeah.
0: We have nuclear weapons there. Um, we're getting well, we're getting live tweets as we do the show. So they're tweeting about uh, Republicans aren't going to win the presidency. Donald Trump doesn't want to win. That was somebody that tweeted at us, and the same person retweeted a couple of the stories that you just put into, are including that one. I think a couple of those stories that yep. you just put into. The uh, secret folder. And then this listener to the show just 20 minutes ago tweeted at Revlit Radio News. I remember when Andrew, me too, both thought that Trump was going to make Hillary look good and then leave. Still hoping, hashtag Jill Stein 2016. <laughs> so, so there's one of our listeners uh, just uh,
1: right referencing so the, your original production. Okay, well, play the play this. Uh, Scarborough clip and then play the uh, Trump clip.
0: Scarborough then Trump. Okay, let me get to it. Here we go. So yeah, he was actually just reacting to the stories that Andrew had <laughs> the- here in the in the secret folder, which is not so secret. You should follow us at Rev Radio News, and you can get these stories we post. Joe,
4: sure, you, you said yeah. so I, I just I don't, I'm trying to figure out why isn't he talking about. 1% growth. economy. Yeah, one2 Why is he GDP talking growth? about the slowest-growing uh, recovery since 1949? You said something a few minutes ago that people are already picking up on. You said Republicans are not going to win the presidency, so now we have to protect Same the Senate. Senate. Do you believe that, that oh, the Republicans will not win the presidency? I, I believe that, without a doubt. I believe that, without a doubt. I believe it because he he lacks the discipline. You know, we, we, we he, first of all, Donald Trump... It's just not doing what is required to win. And forget about all the crazy statements and all the crazy speeches. There's a lot of stuff that you do behind the scenes. You know, David Axelrod talked about the people that were working on, you know, all the, the computer whiz-bang stuff in the Obama campaign. And he said, you know, you'd, you'd go underground and you'd go through caves and you'd open up doors and there would be guys with moss growing off of their faces <laughs> and their teeth. And he said they were just, they were in another world. But they knew where every vote was. And they dragged every vote out. And David Axelrod was telling me exactly how much Barack Obama would win by a month out.
0: A month in out every were, in every state.
4: In every state. He knew exactly where every vote was, because they knew exactly where every vote was. They took what Ken Melman did in 04 and revolutionized it in eight and twelve. Mm. And what's Trump yeah. doing, Gene Robinson? Trump says he's going to win by giving speeches yeah. and going on Twitter. You can't yeah. you, you literally can't win that way you just it would be like an olympic athlete saying yeah. i am going to play xbox yeah. and to train for the olympics you know they're not going to win yeah i mean he's a, he so is
1: that so, it yeah so i don't necessarily agree with them though because i think lots of the uh political political hacks, which Scarborough is part of the reason they hate Trump is because he's not playing by the rules, right? He's not, uh, hiring lots of experts and data miners and, and all the rest of it. And he's not following carefully scripted this or that. Um, go ahead and, and move on to the, the Trump clip here in here in a second, but it, I do think that was interesting because uh, Poor
5: Bernie. He looks so upset. He, You know what? He made a mistake. He shouldn't have made a deal. Sometimes, he, he lost, he lost. First of all, it's was rigged. And I'm afraid the election's going to be rigged, I have to be honest. Hmm. Because I think my side was rigged. If I didn't win by massive landslides, I mean, think of what we won in New York, and Indiana, California, 78%. That's with other people in the in the race. But think of it. I hear more and more that the election on no, November 8th, can you believe we're almost there? This started on June 16th of last year. And I said, wow, let's go do it. it takes guts to do this, believe me.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, you
0: went off on a rabbit trail there, no, as, I, as he's known I love to do. That.
1: That's, the, that's actually kind of the whole reason. Uh so the election is rigged which first of all that's what you've got to do is you've got to call out the election is rigged that's your only chance of getting it less rigged (laughs) Um, but the other part of this clip that I love uh, so I want you to if you can play it again but pause it every time he jumps to a new (laughs) train of thought Okay.
5: so upset he, you know what? He made a mistake. He shouldn't have made a deal. Sometimes
1: Stop. he. he... <laughs> okay, so Bernie, uh, he feels bad for him. This, cl- this, for reference, this clip is only forty-five seconds long. there has <laughs> got to be eight thoughts in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. So first of all, uh, he feels bad for Bernie. Okay. Bernie was so upset. Okay. Um. Uh, he shouldn't, what was the the third one. Oh. he shouldn't have taken the deal. What was the third one? He shouldn't have taken the deal. No. Right? He made a mistake. He made a shouldn't big mistake. Have made a
5: deal. He made a big he mistake. He made a a mistake.
1: He shouldn't have made a deal. He
5: made a mistake. He shouldn't have made a deal.
1: There you go. So, if you were uh, a fifth grader out there, they're going to tell you uh, if you're going to write a paragraph, <laughs> you're going to put a hypothesis or claim in the first sentence, and then you're going to back it up. Okay. Two or three supporting sentences and details, and then the next paragraph you're going to move on, uh, or in the last last sentence you will um, have a transition in there to another thought. Okay, pre- preferably a related thought, and uh, and then begin that in the next paragraph. So the he, Donald he lost. He lost.
5: First of all, it's rigged, and I'm afraid the election's going to be rigged. I have to be. <laughs>
1: so So bernie lost just to be just to be clear he's uh he's ratifying the result right but then he's saying it was rigged i don't really want to ratify the result because i think it was rigged right and then he's saying the election's going to be rigged referring to the general election right a totally different subject right
0: so we're 13 seconds into this clip, and we have to have at least five stops. So we're, I think or, we're on seven. Seven. Already the seven. Let's keep going.
5: Because I think my side was rigged. If I didn't win by massive landslide.
1: There, okay. There's already two, so now, two thoughts right there. Repu- might, Republican, yep. Republican primary. Mm-hmm. And then the way he overcome it was a landslide. So, yeah, I think we're on nine or so.
5: I mean, think of what we won in New York and Indiana. California, seventy-eight percent. That's with other people in the in the race.
1: I won big. <laughs> <laughs> Specific states going back to the Republican primary. Okay, I won big though. Yep. Yeah.
5: But think of it. I hear more and more that the election on no- November eighth. Can you believe we're almost there? <laughs> this.
1: No, we're talking about how quickly. No the wonder
0: the American people love him, man. He, just, he speaks in sound bites. Nobody can hold their attention for a full speech. The,
1: he speaks to ADD America.
0: <laughs> he's speaking my language, man. <laughs> can you
1: believe it? We're already there. But already almost what? there. I, okay, I mean, not all of us can be James Corbett. And, sure, of course. And, and, speak in a well-written essay right you speak in the speak written in word essay comes out all orderly and nice i've caught That's myself how doing this all i the start time. talking about one thing and then you it reminds you of something else reminds you of something else but Trump is on a whole other level.
0: <laughs> just today I was giving someone advice and they were actually listening to me, which is always refreshing. And as I gave the advice, I found myself rambling off because you, when you get someone's undivided attention, sometimes you're just like, hey, you're sorry about this. <laughs> <laughs> I always speak, uh, you know, as well as James Corbett's written word I, I, <laughs> all, on the regular. I, I do that. So, yeah, I, I don't struggle with it as much as you do.
1: Yes. <laughs>
5: ...started on June 16th of last year. Can you believe that? And I said, wow. Wow. Let's go do it. It Takes guts to do this, believe me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Courage needed to to run for president. (laughs) So, we started off feeling bad for Bernie and we ended with... Takes guts to run for president. Look how courageous I am. (laughs) Look at how courageous I am. I... I don't... (sighs) so there there's the argument that it's uh purposeful and he's doing very specific uh persuasion and um, you know different techniques but i I tend to think it's more idiot savant you th- wait i'm sorry you think I think Trump is a political idiot savant i don't think he has any clue what he's doing, but it's working. I think the reason the reason he's using single syllable words are because those are the ones he knows (laughs) so so it turns
0: out that if you're an egomaniac that doesn't try to hide that or your motivation the american people see that as honesty and they'll vote for you
1: right well <laughs> because, hey, he, he's not Hillary Clinton. Yeah, he's and, not trying to hide... I mean, he, he's, he's rich. He'll tell you he's rich. I made Hil- a lot of Hillary money. Hillary Clinton is, is almost... Um, I mean, politically, they're really not very far apart. At all. No. Um, a, a couple kind of hot-button issues there on different sides of. Uh, but Hillary Clinton is the anti-Trump because she her background is a lawyer and she speaks like a lawyer. Yes. So everything is scripted. The cadence of everything is scripted and everything is as close as you can get to a lie that you think won't get played back at
0: you. That's absolutely correct. Like he but, was talking about in that clip we played, er- played earlier where she said, I was exonerated in that. And if you listen, yeah, he, if you he listen, he it, straight how- up said she was deceitful. Right. I don't think she knew. I think she knew what she was doing. Um, I don't have too much proof that can show that she had done this, but she definitely hid stuff from us. She was not open. It's about as far from open as you could say. And then she comes <laughs> out and says, "I'm open, open, honest, and consistent." And there's a clip. I mean, I don't. I can't pull it now, but it was on the No Agenda podcast where she goes on two different pot or two different uh, shows and claims her innocence after the uh, findings came out and uh Adam Curry went ahead and overlaid the two and it's the exact she said the exact same thing like a robot with the same timing at the same cadence on two different interviews about the same thing it's all rehearsed and people can feel it you're right he's the anti she's the anti trump because nothing is rehearsed hey right. Bert, you know i feel bad you know Bertie, he's he's not doing good this was we we were doing this for like a year this is hard okay <laughs> It's hard. It I'm awesome. It's really tough you I won you. big. <laughs> Do you remember when I won big? I thought that was rigged. But, I mean, had I not won seventy percent,
3: it would have been rigged.
1: So, I'm awesome. The, the the savant part is, he's associated himself with Bernie Sanders. But the difference is, Bernie got. He feels bad for Bernie because Bernie's a loser and took a bad deal. not He's not a bad guy, he just took a bad deal, and he's courageous and overcome this, overcame the same rigged system. Uh, so, you know, I, I definitely think he's going after the Bernie people as well. Um, but at a level of, you know, the same reason people liked Bernie in the first place, some people...
0: Was this the, the, the thing that you identified, which was yeah, middle fingers um, in the air... Screw the system.
1: Screw the... You know, people know something is wrong. They know Hillary Clinton represents everything that's wrong with the political system. So, (laughs) you know, and unfortunately, Bernie had the exact wrong solutions. Oh, let's just make government bigger and government will solve everything.
0: I could beat Hillary in a fair fight.
1: (laughs) We've got this corrupt system. He almost did Yeah, we we've got this uh, amazingly corrupt system, and let's fix it by making it bigger. Yeah, you remember when he was beating the
0: drum of campaign finance reform, and no one would talk about it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) does seem like an ill-advised platform. And he he never called out out the media, and uh, Trump was willing to call out the media, which and it worked for him.
0: Yeah, it worked for him absolutely. And now even Fox News is begrudgingly having to cover it. Yeah. In MSNBC and did it, it, it just
1: Yeah. Alright. Well enough election stuff. We're gonna have to keep uh dealing with this stuff till November. But
0: Absolutely. Um The onion, did you throw an onion? is this you? No, I thought it was you. It was me. I think it was. Please read the onion article. No, no, no. We'll end with that. You reading an onion article is even not only one of my favorite things, but listeners' favorite things as well. All right, all right. So we we will end with that onion article. Um, can I run through a few? You can. I do want to hit sloppy bookkeeping though. So okay. Do should we do it now?
1: Uh,
0: or you can do it. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Go. Uh, okay. <clears throat> um.
1: Florida woman shoots self while using Snapchat. Oh, geez. Trying to take a selfie. She shot the smartphone in her hand, lacerated her hand. Oh. Okay. So this is, uh, you know, we're, we're pro gun rights on this show, but we are not pro mixing guns and social media.
0: <laughs> mixing guns and, so- and selfies? Yes. I have the equivalent of that story. I didn't put it in here, but uh, I will throw it in the show notes of this show. Uh, man playing Pokemon Go runs into a parked police car in Baltimore. The Pokemon Go
1: thing. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we missed we missed that. It's, like, we'll it's talk probably about over, it. right? Go for it. So no, no, one, it's no, 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 it's not over. No, it's
0: not over. No, 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 no. So I live along the waterfront here in the seaside <laughs> town of Edmonds, Washington. And uh, I get home about 7.30 or 8, spend a little time with my pregnant wife before she goes to bed. Sometimes my only chance to run is in the evening. So I leave the house here sometimes at ten thirty, eleven, 11, even 11.30 to go run along the waterfront a couple miles, come home, shower, and go to bed. Usually on said run at said time, I will see three, maybe four people, but a lot of times like one or two, you know, a couple, like a couple holding hands, walking along the water. It's a very, very, uh, quiet town with the advent of Pokemon go. I'm dodging people on the sidewalks down there, 50 <laughs> to 60 people down there along the, cause the waterfront, I guess is like a place where they hide all the Pokemon. So I'm dodging people that are walking around. And my, the funniest thing that my wife and I have taken to doing is just identifying Pokemon Go people. Because a lot of times you can identify them as someone who would clearly not be out walking right, <laughs> in this situation if they were not playing this game. Yeah. So, like Some of them, like, people would walk by and she's like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then, and then we both like look at each other like, oh my gosh, that guy is totally playing it. There's no way he's out unless he's playing the game. I don't think it's terrible. I honestly don't. I'm not a like Pokémon Go is the death of civilization guy. I am absolutely fascinated by it though. The positives, the negatives, everything. It just it just fascinates me to no end. I haven't downloaded it, I haven't started playing it, but just seeing all the people out playing it, it's 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 fascinating. That's I that's all that's all I, I got, man. I
1: had the uh, the support guys at work like hey, man, do you know about Pokemon Go? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, like, oh, never mind. But that was like the day it came out or the day before it came out or something.
0: Yeah, we, you... uh Hmm, how do I put this politely? Hmm. <laughs> you seem just intelligent enough that you might actually play silly video games. Does that make sense?
1: <laughs> um. Well, and I work at a... A
0: tech. a tech friendly place yeah that's yeah. a good
1: point yep yeah. yep yeah. so. uh so anyway yes grown men all excited over chasing pokemon mm-hmm. uh yeah anyway uh did did you see the video of the people running through central park
0: yes they were banning their cars to go catch the big pokemon in central right. park
1: And yeah. someone full on looks like he It looks like he sees the guy standing with his back to him full on delivers a, you know, cam chancellor shoulder smash into him. And then he's like holding his hands up because the guy's about ready to fight him. Right. Which is that's a normal reaction when someone does that to you.
0: (laughs) When someone levels you.
1: And he's like he just he's like pointing to his phone like, you know, man, like there's a Pokemon over there. Like, oh, okay, okay. You you could have given me a fractured neck, but because you (laughs) point to your phone and say something about a Pokemon, it's okay. Um, Another video, Australian video, which I'm pretty sure was staged. uh, People, (laughs) never mind, you... It's not even really playable for the show because you'd have to beep everything out, but uh, ends with him like throwing eggs at the car because they messed up his Pokemon capture. Wow. While he was in the middle of the road. Like, how dare you honk at me while I'm in the middle of the road? I'm playing Pokemon! All right. Uh, let's see. Did oh, you hear,
0: did you hear Putin won't let allow Pokemon Go in Russia?
1: Um. And and that's a, a valid story, right? I don't know. You, you, I I believe it is, but I always hesitate with that because there's um, yeah. So I'll, a couple I'll, websites I'll look it that, up. Why don't you cover it? Yeah, they just claim that Putin like. Putin banned microwaves, and he didn't.
0: Okay? Yeah, Putin
1: it's, hates the gays when he doesn't. It. <laughs> well, it's just like it's usually positive things that, like, like Putin banned this, banned GMOs, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so the Wall Street Journal, conspiracy rag, that it is. Um, now this was actually the Iran deal. Um, might have been the only thing that Obama's done in his presidency that I was somewhat happy with, right? Just because let's not go yeah, yeah. to war with Iran.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. And this, and they kind of backed out of Syria. Those I mean, are the the two moments I right. think that I can point to that it were okay.
1: Yep. So the Q- killing fewer people than he could have, I guess. We'll give Obama credit for that. Left a few on the table for the next president. Um, at that time, oh, of course, Wall Street Journal puts up the paywall. Well, I won't read the story then. I, I did read it earlier, though. Uh, $400 million worth of cash. Um, Euros, Swiss francs, other currencies flown over at the exact same time
0: to Iran yeah wow
1: now keep in mind um so this is being excoriated as paying a ransom to get the um this is separate from the nuclear deal but it's when they, we got the, the American hostages back, not hostages prisoners back hmm got some of our spies back or whatever they were doing over there um Bro Bergdahl, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So, this $400 million worth of cash. Now, by the way, it did belong to Iran.
0: Right. It was <laughs> seized from them. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, we gave them some of their money that we had stolen back. That was nice uh, of us. But the, the amazing Which, part is... Which, by the way,
0: translates to Republicans as,
1: Obama's soft on terrorism.
0: Right. So anyway,
1: but they don't even just admit that, like, like, hey, we stole this money from them because we, you know, said they were making nuclear weapons, and so we said we'd give it back, and we wanted our our prisoners released. Uh, but instead, they say it's just a coincidence, oh. like, like what four hundred million dollars gets in over there, same exact time, the prisoners released. No, it's, there's no negotiation. It was just, just like. Oh man, this you know this four hundred million dollars we should send that back to him. And it just so happened at the same exact time the Iranians said let's send the prisoners back. Coincidence, Tim. Coincidence? Yeah. <laughs> it's I just found that kind of insulting.
0: Yes, I would agree.
1: Especially when it's by far not the worst thing. This administration is done.
0: Yeah, sometimes you feel like, why don't you just admit what you did there? Because it doesn't seem like anybody just, would even just care.
1: just have to lie about every single thing yeah. all the time. All right, what was your – I've got a couple more, but I, I, they're not absolutely necessary.
0: Sure, and we can leave some of these in the folder. Or we can put them all in the show notes too, but – I had to to, uh, go ahead and throw this one out there. And this is from the conspiracy rag known as MSN. Also, uh, let's see. I think it was actually from another. There's a link from another website, too. Let me see if I can view it in Safari real quick.
1: There's still an MSN website.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Let's look. Uh, Fiscal Times was what it was. Uh, fiscal times is where MSN lifted it from. But the uh, Department of Defense over the years has been notorious for its lax accounting procedures. The Pentagon has never completed an audit audit of how they actually spend the trillions of dollars on wars, equipment, personnel, housing, health care, and procurements. An increasingly impatient Congress has demanded that the Army achieve audit readiness. For the first time, by September 30th, 2017, so that lawmakers can get a better handle on the military spending. But Pentagon watchdogs think that this may be mission impossible, and for good reason. A Department of Defense Inspector General's report released last week offered a a jaw-dropping insight into how bad the military's auditing system is. The Defense Finance and Accounting Service, the behemoth Indianapolis-based agency that provides finance and accounting for the services for the Pentagon, civilian, and military members, could not provide adequate documentation for $6.5 worth of year-end adjustments to Army's general fund transactions and data.
1: Uh, is that <laughs> one year?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the DFAS has the sole uh, responsibility for paying all DOD and military personnel Retirees and annuities uh, and annuitants, along with Pentagon contractors and vendors. The agency is also in charge of electronic initiatives, including within the Executive Office of the President, the Department of Energy, and the Department of Veterans Affairs. There's nothing in the new IG's report to suggest that anyone has misplaced or absconded with large sums of the money. Rather, the agency but- has done an incompetent job of providing written authorization for every one of their transaction, or so-called journal vouchers, that provide serial numbers, transaction dates, and the amount of each expenditure. In short, the DFAS has lagged far behind in providing the, the tracking information essential for performing an accurate audit of the Pentagon. It seems like the rest of this article might just be a smokescreen for the fact that they don't plan on accounting for $6.8 trillion.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it's I didn't know what the... So wait, uh, this com- I didn't know this what com- the code was for. Giant cargo plane of money being dropped <laughs> off for payoff drug lords in Afghanistan.
0: <laughs> so wait, if only this computer here could talk to the computer like in Iraq, then we could join <laughs> our bookkeeping. And everybody would know how they are able, like how our money is being spent.
1: Is the point unwilling to pay for QuickBooks or something? It's
0: almost like we should invent a technology that allows the two computers to talk to each other. Hmm. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a good explanation.
0: I'm sure there is. Good night. We got a lot of stories in here.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I was all fired up, man. I was prepping for like an hour and a half.
0: Yep, yep. We're, we're closing in on it and haven't covered many. All right. Uh, Law enforcement gun used in Paris attack came from Phoenix. <laughs> One of the guns from the November 13th, 2015 Paris attacks. Came from Phoenix, Arizona, where the Obama administration allowed criminals to buy thousands of weapons illegally in a deadly and futile gun walking operation known as "Fast and the Furious." This story from JudicialWatch.org. I think that's all we need to read. But uh, raise your hand if you're shocked out there.
1: <laughs> shocked? I'll no, tell you. Well, I'm kind of uh, shocked that it made it all the way to Paris, <laughs> but. Um,
0: probably a direct route
1: so why don't you yeah do you think, do you think it went to it went to from phoenix to mexico like to libya and then to paris or what do you think the
0: that's a good that's a good route makes it makes me think of uh it was i don't know it was a mediocre movie do you remember the movie with Nicolas cage lord of war
1: i didn't watch it you didn't watch it he He, was a weapons dealer right yeah
0: but the opening scene it shows the production of a a bullet and then it shows how it travels through its life period before it's used by like an african warlord to shoot a child but it, it just like it's a it's a really cool visual representation of like the life of it but It'd be awesome to see the life of the the gun. It's like, maybe they should put RFID chips in the guns so they can just track them and know where they go. (laughs) Seems like a good idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, Something strange emerges when looking at a congresswoman's day trading stuff. Did you uh, happen to hear about this one? No. Okay. So... As you know, uh, Congress is exempt from insider trading rules. Right. Which, um, i not sure why they're exempt from insider trading rules, other than they wrote the law to exempt themselves from insider trading it's what, rules.
0: That's uh, what Thomas Jefferson would have
1: wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, let's see here. I'm trying to find the original... Version of it to make sure I get get the whole thing here. So, what's a a good uh, let's say I give you three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, six years from now, if you're doing really well day trading, what do you expect to to have?
0: Four fifty. Okay. And um, I mean, uh I mean that's not. I mean that's really good. I made fifty percent of my money.
1: Right. That's, yeah. That's, in that's, six that's, years, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, hey, even,
0: maybe even double it. Yeah, maybe even uh, double it between four or fifty and six. I'd say. Maybe, maybe you know, six years maybe, isn't that long though. Doubling is it would be tough, but it's possible.
1: Maybe you nail it and you, you triple it. Okay. All right you almost get to a million dollars. All right. Okay. So this, uh, Congresswoman, and I guess, uh, you know, when you think of insider trading, like, Oh, I got a, uh, inside information on, on the stock. Um, they're going to make some big announcement about an acquisition or something. And we know this price is going to shoot up. Strangely
0: so. enough. I always think of, Um, Knowing that there's a terrorist attack imminent that will involve airlines and betting against airlines. (laughs) That's exactly what I think. I mean, it's just literally the thought that
1: comes to my head. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, let me read the story here. Um, Well, we have often heard that members of Congress, who are not only exempt from insider trading oversight, are also ardent day traders we had never seen it in action until now. The following publicly filed monthly periodic transaction report by Democrat Congresswoman Judy Chu shows us just how pervasive day trading is not only for algos, um, I think that's short for algorithm traders, right. but for those who supposedly are paid to serve their constituents. What is interesting is the size of the trades. Between 1000 and 5000 each, this is not some novice penny pincher. What is even more interesting are the underlying securities of choice. Volatile and levered calls and puts on not only the S and P 500, but also on some of the most volatile securities out there, such as the VIX. So then they have the actual information. Basically, it just shows, um, you know, a call, call, put, put. I mean, she's doing all sorts of stuff, and it just said, it doesn't say the exact amount, just between one and fifteen thousand. Um, and oftentimes like multiple per day and it's got, you know, pages and pages of it. And then I'll get back down to where they describe it here. But, uh, wouldn't you think that Congresswoman should actually lose be, uh, legislating, you know, and they're doing some work rather than day trading or that she would lose
0: <laughs> on occasion.
1: Uh, oh, on, on occasion. It, yeah. We'll get to how, how well she did. Um, uh, there are much more of these, much more, some nine pages worth just for June. Well, we would be the last to begrudge Miss Chew her, her day trading largesse, whether or not in possession of material non-public inside info at a time of trading, After all, it is legal. uh, By all means, trade on inside information. Something did catch our interest. According to a public profile, the Democrat representing the 27th Congressional District taught psychology for 20 years in an East L.A. community college system from 1981 to 2001 and reported a pension worth between $100,000 and $250,000 for those years of work. She also draws a smaller pension from serving on the Monterey Park City Council, she became a member of Congress in 2009. In other words, a community college psychology teacher day trades S and P calls and puts, in size up to fifteen thousand dollars. Maybe she is merely piggybacking on her husband's net worth. Then again, maybe not. Her husband, formerly former Assemblyman Mike Ng, is a senior partner at an immigration law firm in Los Angeles, valued between two hundred fifty thousand and five hundred thousand. The whole law firm is valued at that. Um, And then we look at her net worth, which is where things get interesting, because this career psych professor currently has an average net worth of $3.5 million, which, according to InsideGov, makes her the 103rd richest member of the House. Wow. (laughs) She's not even in the top 100. Sheesh. Uh, Chu's net worth was 3.2 times more than the average member of Congress and four times more than the average representative. When compared to the average... Let's see. When compared to the California congressional delegation, she had a net worth that was three point six times more than the average. But most interesting is the history of Representative Judy Chu's net worth over a short six-year period, sh- as shown in the chart below. It goes from uh, much closer to zero than one million. So,
0: two hundred thousand. Like,
1: ma- yeah, maybe a hundred thousand. I don't know to $3.3 million in six years. Wow. <laughs> to summarize, a former East L.A. psychology professor started off her congressional career with virtually nothing in the bank and over the next five years built up a net worth of over $3 million. We are curious how. It wasn't with the modest salary that members of the house collect, it wasn't from outside activities, and it wasn't from her husband. Which leaves just one possibility her phenomenal day trading skills, which are made even more phenomenal since her trades are exempt from regulatory oversight. We are curious why does Mrs. Chu waste her amazing trading talent in DC when she could be working for Steve Cohen or better yet run her own hedge fund making billions? Because if she can recreate her phenomenal six year return with outside capital, we would be the first in line to let her manage our money. Assuming, of course, she can repeat her trading performance from the SEC. At least pretends to care. <laughs> so, I thought that was just a, you know, she's not even a big wig. She doesn't even have a, a Chew Foundation. Yeah, I
0: haven't even heard of her. <laughs>
1: yeah, and so I guess, um, and I don't think we're the right people to answer it. But what sort of information do you think she's getting that she's able to make that amount of money?
0: I don't know. She's betting on the S and P overall market up and down.
1: Uh, well, they said she's. Uh...
0: I mean, she's betting on a lot of different stuff. Yeah, but I guess if she's any part of making laws that would affect certain markets, look, let's just say, I mean, this is how I imagine it works. You're going to make a law about cell phone usage. And which carriers can muscle in on what area or whatever, something like that. I don't know. And then yeah. and that's going to affect Apple somehow because that you know the main carrier for Apple is AT and T, and so you bet that Apple's going to take a dive. Therefore, sending many other stocks in the S and P and the technology sector first a dive because you already know there's new legislation for cell phones coming out. I mean, I've always thought that was how it was, but. She did – that doesn't seem big enough, though, to, to, well,
1: to amass you know that what? amount
0: of money in that short amount of time.
1: I would – my almost – my guess would be she might not even be the one doing the actual trades.
0: Yeah, that's a valid point. It's like, like – she's,
1: she's got a deal with someone where it's like, hey, it's going to be under my name. So
0: I, can't, I can't be not be invested. So here's how it goes. Anything. Here's how it goes. Welcome to your new office. This is your assistant. Meet your new secretary. They'll be <laughs> helping you with all of these things. This is your new technology consultant. He's going to help you with all the social media and making sure you stay in touch with your constituents. This is this is Bob. This Bob is your handles. Day trader. Yeah, is, <laughs> he handles the day trading. If you don't know, you're able to do a lot of interesting things that are very helpful for your investments long term while you work here. You're- and the, and this is where the coffee machine is.
1: Right. So you. There's some sort of arrangement where You only, have to, you where only she, have to give Bob 20%. She's giving information out yep. that's valuable to someone, and she's getting rich for it. Yep. So. And
0: it's totally legal, and they only have to keep track of it in a written form, and they store it. In the basement of the Library of Congress, or something <laughs> stupid. I mean, it's like you have, and you can't take any documents out of there. You have to copy them in the copy machine that's there. Or there's some strange dystopian right. loophole for yep. the uh, the uh, checks and balances on that.
1: You got anything else for us?
0: <sighs> there's a lot left. I mean, we got. Eyewitness gets cut off for saying that uh, the men, that the uh, some of the people in the uh, shooting in Miami were locked in. Uh, Secretary, oh, that's the story you're going to finish with. Lab-grown meat is coming to win over all you haters because regular <laughs> regular meat is ca- causing global warming. Uh, Republican National Convention's scrutiny of Melania Trump's speech. I, I fell victim to that one too. I was like, oh my gosh, they lifted it. Uh, Feds release sickening video of cop tasing innocent teen till he dies. American taxpayers have paid out 2 billion to settle vaccines lawsuits. Portland public schools ban material that casts doubt on global warming. Saudi paper US carried out 9/11 attacks. Well, that sounds interesting. Uh should I put all those in the cutting room floor and should we start fresh or do we just save some of these for later or
1: yeah, we'll we'll start fresh.
0: We'll start fresh. Okay, yeah. so I'll get rid of and, all those
1: and the uh, Google's Project Wing delivery drones. Yes, got approved for testing.
0: Perfect. So there's a lot of stories, and that's not even half of them. We got oh, don't forget your drone over middle age uh, festival taken down. <laughs> all right. We end with Andrew Hoffman reads an onion story.
1: Secretary Clinton is a different person than Donald Trump, says Bernie Sanders in ringing endorsement. All right. Um, Putting aside the policy disagreements and occasional acrimony that marked the pair's heated months-long presidential primary election contest, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders offered a ringing endorsement of Hillary Clinton today by stating that she is a different person than Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are separate people, (laughs) said Sanders, throwing his support behind Clinton in a rousing 25-second speech in which he praised the former Secretary of State as someone who has a different name than the Republican nominee and who is altogether a distinct being from him. Donald Trump is one person and Hillary Clinton is another person. They are not the same person. Sanders then reportedly concluded the resounded endorsement by stating that Hillary Clinton is a choice for president, is a choice for president, before exhaling audibly and walking quietly off the stage. (laughs) Hillary Clinton is a choice for president. Is a choice for president. Not a choice that gives a good enough speech to keep her husband awake, but a choice.
0: That's true. Andrew Hoffman, it's been two and a half months. Do you have any words of wisdom for us?
1: Oh, man, I should after that amount of time. So I made you feel guilty by throwing the amount of time in there. Yeah, after two and a half months, man, the Northwest is a nice place to be in the summertime. That's a,
0: that's a true statement, but I don't know if we should put that out as our words of wisdom. As uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but my town is uh, running out of houses to.
1: Yes, but the purchase. My town is uh, very quickly building houses, which. Um, I'm hoping for a crash, because that's the only way I will ever be able to buy a house in my town.
0: Oh, gosh, that was depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Your words of wisdom were truly depressing. But uh, anyway, I guess uh, we live in a world where KD's the bad guy and LeBron is the good guy, in a world where... Donald Trump is the good guy, and, Obama and, and Hillary's the bad guy. Or no, where Obama was the good hey, guy.
1: Obama, you remember when Obama was president? Because that was
0: awesome. You remember when he, Wait, used to, he would just play basketball I'll bet and you like everything were, was awesome?
1: I'll bet you if Obama were still president, he'd do so much awesome stuff. Dude, you remember that one time when
0: Obama <laughs> was president and he just brushed off his shoulders like Jay-Z would? Oh, that was so cool.
1: He dropped a mic, man. Oh, man. He, he literally dropped a mic.
0: He said, POTUS, out, and dropped a mic. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that was really cool. My whole life, all I've have, ever had was this really cool president.
1: The I saw a cartoon today, and it showed a couple people over in Afghanistan uh, with drones dropping bombs above their heads. And they said, uh, "Do you?" I heard that uh, soon they will be sent by a woman. <laughs> and the other one said, Wow, it's so great to be a part of history. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, crap. All right. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this new show. If it stresses you out, please don't ever tune in again. This Your life is much less dangerous than it was 25 years ago. Things are not as bad as they are cracked up to be. At least, terror-wise and risk-wise, wealth-wise, maybe not so great. But <laughs> I'm just saying, don't fear more, mo-
1: more money, more problems. Anyway. Uh, yeah, don't fear
0: that your uh, a terrorist attack is imminent, or a, a shark attack, or a Trump presidency will ruin die the from country. Something else. Yeah, Trump presidency is going to ruin the country. Hillary presidency is going to ruin the country. Don't worry. The country's no, my, already ruined. The people. country's on its way. There's nobody, no way to turn this car, tr- this train around. Those of us who uh, are Christians that you know, you know, we both do the show. We're both Christians. We have many people that listen that are that aren't. We uh, encourage you to turn to God, rely on Him. Um, maybe investigate Him if you're not. But uh, this this whole media, it's just a circus. It's just designed to get you riled up, and it is. At a fever pitch right now, and in more, and in, in the the most well orchestrated period that I can remember, at least in my my short life. So just ignore it, turn it off, hug your family, hug your kids.
1: Especially if they're just if they're gonna put the uh, presidential debates up against NFL football,
0: which is gonna be strange. I mean, <laughs> who's gonna watch that?
1: I let... I like the excuse like what what other night could we possibly put it except on Monday Night Football (laughs) it's not like we could have put it on a Tuesday Wednesday or Friday or something no way
0: no they put it on Monday Night Football night yeah we'll see how it goes we're almost ready for some football Mr. Hoffman so uh, without further ado thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, I guess that's a wrap, we're back in the saddle five years strong. Not necessarily five consecutive years. We got took about, <laughs> probably took a year off in there somewhere, but five years and going. It's uh once a quarter weekly podcast. <laughs> or a uh, bi weekly podcast, or whenever we feel like doing it. Uh-huh.
1: A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at Revelations Radio To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com News.com and click on the contact tab or support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at Revelations Radio Network.com and thank you for your support of this podcast.
0: bi-weekly mean twice a week uh i think i might have messed that up
1: or we could say semi-monthly yeah, S-
0: no. semi-monthly is good
1: no bi-weekly bi-weekly is every two weeks okay no. you you said it correctly it's
0: for the there's a first time for everything okay <laughs> <laughs>